Good morning, Rabbi Sai. I'm not sure I'll ever have a, hopefully I'll never have a more difficult schmooze. And um, this one is extremely challenging. Just came from the office and uh, reading down the list of the 45 people and the Bacher, 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 Bacher. One after another after another, almost exclusively men, teenagers, children who are students, who are learning Torah, who are teaching Torah. It is a heart-wrenching moment for Klai Yisrael. A moment when we should be celebrating the fact that the students stopped dying and here we're living in a, in a moment in time where the students did die, right on that very same day. And we are very tempted, and that's what we generally do and what we are told time and time again we, we should not do. We don't react to situations very often the way the secular world reacts to them. We react in a Torah perspective. And how, no matter how difficult the situation, how unthinkable it is that people would go to, to Meron to celebrate this incredible day, this day of Lagba Omer that has become so much part of a day of, of spirituality, of spiritual growth, of connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And people have, with great difficulty, with great sacrifice to go there, that it's in very, that very day that HaKadosh Baruch Hu sends us a message. Rabbi Sai, messages we have to get. We don't ask why, but messages we have to get and we have to take and we have to internalize. And this was a message to us. Unmistakably, unmistakably, this was a message to us, to the Torah world, to the world of people that are focused and directed and are totally into serving HaKadosh Baruch Hu and doing mitzvahs, the message to us is somehow, some way, things have to improve and things have to change. As Rabbi Byron mentioned this morning, the Ramam is very, very clear. When an eighth surah takes place, we don't go to the why. There might be some people that will start giving off reasons. I, I am not from that ilk. I don't, there's no way I can even profess to know why, anything we say would be speculation, and that's not where we go. That's not what Jews do. Maybe special, special people can do it. I certainly can't, and it's not the course of Klai Yisrael. Yosheb salvation was very clear, and he said to the, to the Jewish community after the unspeakable horrors of World War II, of the Holocaust, Jews ask what? They don't ask why. But we do have to see what took place. What took place was a, a, a tragedy of such proportions to who? To the Torah world, to the world of the people who get it, to the, to the world of the people who are, who are motivated, to the world of the people who want to be close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu saying, not don't get close, but somehow we have to find a way to get closer. And we cannot look at this as a tragedy in Meron somewhere, somewhere in Eretz Yisrael, in some place, some corner of Eretz Yisrael, somewhere, no, no, no. But this is a tragedy that has hit every single member of the Torah community. This is a dagger into our heart. 
And if we don't feel it just because we're numb, it's just because we just haven't thought about it enough, because we, we choose to maybe block out the, the immensity of what took place and what the message of what took place. Because Baruch Hu's saying, he's saying to us, get closer. He's saying to us, do more. He's saying to us somehow, whatever it is that each and, each and every one of us individually are doing, we have to try to get better. Because as I said, this was a, a dagger in the heart of the Torah world. These were special people who were taken away. I'm sure if we went into the lives of these people and who they were and, 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 and the purity of their souls, it would be unimaginable to even, to even calculate that much greater the tragedy of the fathers and the sons, maybe grandfathers, people who are Mag- Magide Shur and people who are Rosh Kololim. So this is, this is a message to all of us. Kosh Baruch who's saying, yes, I love you. And yes, I appreciate all your efforts, but somehow, somehow we have to do a little bit more. Maybe we have to do a lot more. And it's something that struck me about the nature of Klai Yisrael. It's something that struck me about the, the, the way we even celebrate. Something really amazing of how a Jew's perspective is so different than the rest of the world. You know, just, uh, just a brief mes- message of the Pasha, Merol Kohanim, I mentioned it to the other, the other classes as well. And Merol Kohanim Rashi says that the, the words Emor Vomarta, at the very beginning of Emor, it's a double language. Emor Vomarta. Say to the Kohanim, and they should say to, and you should say to them, well, what's the double language Emor Vomarta? You just, Emor Kohanim. Speak to the Kohanim. What's the second Vomarta? You're speaking to the Kohanim already. And Rashi says, Lahazir Ketanim, Lahazir Gedolim, Alakatanim. Rashi says that the message is to warn and to, to encourage the adults to speak to the kids. That's a very nice idea. You're a Kohen. The Parsha tells us that we have to, Kohanim have to be different. They can't go into the cemetery. They can't be matama to any individual. They have to be careful about their actions. I get it. So you want to tell the, the adults to, to tell the kids, be good, be good little Kohanim. Okay, sounds good, but interesting question. Why uniquely here? There are many mitzvahs in the Torah where the parents should be told or could be told, make sure your children fall in line. Make sure they don't have to be mazir the katana. Why is it choosing this particular place to mention this double language of emar v'amarta? Lahazi gadol mal katana. Why dafki here? I saw a beautiful answer because this is where it's tough, Rabbi Sai. It's tough here because in every other situation, you don't need to tell parents to tell your kids to keep kosher. You don't need to tell your parents to tell the parents have your kids keep Shabbos because where the where the Torah is talking, not during Gullus and not in America, not in 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 the crazy moments of the throughout history where maybe then we had to, but in the in the perfect descriptive world of what should be in Eretz Yisrael, with Klai Yisrael together as one country doing everything we're supposed to be doing, do you have to push a kid to keep Shabbos? Do you have to be on top of a kid to keep kosher? Everyone's doing it. The whole country is, is from, the whole country is keeping the Torah. We have the base of Migdash, everything's fine. In a typical world, the mitzvahs would be so part of our fabric and our framework of through, going through our bloodstream, there would be no need. But even in that from Torah world, if you ask a child, little Yankel of the Kayane, and you tell him, Yankel, I know you want to play soccer with the boys, but you can't, because the soccer field is right near the cemetery, and you have to, you're different, you can't play ball with them. 
Even in a Torah world, even where everyone's keeping kosher, everyone's keeping Shabbos, everyone's putting on filling, and everyone's fulfilling the mitzvos, in this situation, it's going to be tough. Because little Yanko is going to say, why, why me? Why do I have to be different? Everyone else is doing it. The Leviim are playing, and the Israelim are playing. How come I can't play? And the Torah says, you know, that's going to be a challenge. When you tell a kid to be different, that's a challenge. And that's why in this particular case, Lahazi Gedolom Al-Katanim, and certainly the message for us, Rabbi Isai, as we are living in a world where we go outside, we don't see everyone keeping kosher and everyone doing the mitzvahs. We, as we see, unfortunately, even Jews who, who, are, who are not where they need to be. And it creates, it creates challenges. It creates a whole society that we have, a world around us that's very different than, than what we have. And our challenge is, is to remember, and how does HaKadosh Baruch Hu tell the Kohanim to encourage their children? What's the message that, they, that, they, that we have to give those kids who are asked to be different? You're not being different to limit your style. You're not, we're, not, we're not asking to be different because we want to punish you, we want to, we want to cramp you into, box you in. We're asking to be different because you're kadosh, you're holy, you're uplifted. You're at a different sta- stratosphere. And, 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 and in that light, if you take it from that point of view, you're a Kohen. Do you understand your destiny and your mission? You're going to be, you're going to complain to me that you can't become Tomei when the, the, the Tomei runs against the very fabric of what your life is supposed to be about and therefore you have to be more careful because you have a greater, greater mission. Navy SEALs, those don't complain about the high standards of their lives because they worked so hard in their lives to become a Navy SEAL, they understand fully every single day they can't live like everybody else because when you want to be in the front lines of protecting your country, and you've worked so hard in your life to become that the elite force in the American system of, 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 the, of the military to be the top of the line. Of course you're going to have to be different. Of course you can't eat or sleep or have the same schedule or do the same types of activities that the rest of the world does because you are the elite. Rabbi said that's who the Kohanim were. And in today's world, Rabbi said that's who we are and that's who you are. Specifically you because you're the future. And you're, going to, you're the ones who are going to have to carry that mission on. And therefore, you can't look at the rules and, and, the, and the mode of expectation of, of uh, the Torah for us as a, somehow a, a restricting force or boxing or sin. This is, this is who we are, and we should take it as the greatest banner of, 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 of glory, of honor. Of Mamleches Kohana Vegoy Kadosh. We are that special people. Rabbi say, even in tragedy, we are that special people. Even though you just read the names and you read the families and you see where they come from and you just see, I just try to imagine the devastation of going into a Shabbos with your son's not there or your father's not there. It just, it's unthinkable. It's just unthinkable that this was the day that we're supposed to be dancing and, and, and reveling in, in the connection to HaGadosh Baruch Hu. But as I mentioned before, there's something unique about Klai Yisrael. Because let's even think about Lag Bomer. Everybody say, today's Lag Bomer. What's Lag Bomer? Now it's true, Shimbai Choy and, and a lot of the spiritual uh, implications of his yard site. But that's not, when you look at Yishuch Aruch, that's not Lag Bomer. Okay, not to, not to minimize it, but that's not the main focus of Lag Bomer. Lag Bomer is a day, you look at the Yishuch Aruch, we don't say Tachnun. Okay, m- many of us take haircuts and, the, and the, the, all of the rules of the sphere for most of Klai Yisrael get alleviated on Lag Bomer. 
What happened on Lag Boimer? The students of Rishim Bayechai stopped, the, of Rabbi Akiva stopped dying. Rabbi Akiva's 24,000 students didn't die. Either they stopped dying, Bechlau, or they, it took a respite on that day, even though they continued to die on the days following. So let me understand this. They stopped dying. 24,000 students passed away, and it stops on Lag Boma, and we're supposed to acknowledge that day as a special day? Rabbi says, does that, does that make sense? We have a fourth bracha in benching. The fourth bracha in benching is a bracha tova metiv. It's a beautiful bracha with such incredibly inspiring words. I told him, so what's this bracha? What did Akash Baruchu do that was so incredible? The joy that he must have given us in terms of our ability to, uh, to, to see the Yad Hashem, it must have been incredible, such simcha. Hatova Metiv is because the, the people who were killed in Betar, miraculously, when we finally came in to bury them, their bodies didn't decompose, and we were able to find places for their burial. The devastation of Betar wasn't as devastating as it could have been because at least those incredible amounts of people that passed away, where the tragedy was beyond words, we were able to bury them. They were able, their bodies were intact to, to be able to fulfill the, the mitzvah in a respectable fashion. That's what we're making a bracha for? For that gets a bracha benching, hatova metiv? What is, what is happening? What, what are we saying? What's the message here? Rabbi said the message is that as Klai Yisrael, as Yaman Nifchar, even in the darkest moments where Beitar is devastated, it, it, was, a, it was a tragedy of, of unimaginable proportions. Hundreds of thousands, if not many, many more Jews killed. But we see the Yad Hashem, and we see some kindness and some element of Chazi Hashem. We have the ability to say... He has not left us. He has not forsaken us. He's there. He loves us. The tragedy has happened. The tragedy has happened. We have to internalize it and cry and do tshuva and find ways to improve. That's what I'm saying. But it also, it also says about us, Lagba Omer says about us that we could be reeling from the death of the 24 superstar students of Rehavikiva. Somehow there was something lacking, as the Gemara tells us. We, don't, we, don't, we can't say these things today, why things happened. They were able to say it. They said it about Rabbi Kiva's students. There was a, somehow a lack of the proper respect. Different, different elements. But when they stopped dying, and you can see the Yad Hashem, and somehow there was a moment of, of that small ray of sunshine that came in, in a moment of such darkness. Ah! Lag Bomer, let's make this a day of rejoicing. Let's make this a day we don't say tachnun. Let's make this a day that somehow we are able to reconnect and appreciate even in all the devastation, our connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's who we are, Rabbi Yisai. That's who we are, that we can make a bracha, we can masak in a bracha, in, in benching, and have it there every single day because that, that's a time when it's all praise. Hatova Meitiv is kulei shevach ve'adoh, says, says the Mishabur. It's a, it's a bracha that fits into benching, which has no other elements but thank you, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, for, for the food that you've given us. Rabbi said, that's who we are. We are not like everybody else. We are lahazeh gedol malakatanim. It is a time 
where the gedolim, the gedolim don't know what to say. And I don't mean the gedolim, I'm talking about the adults. The adults, the adults don't know what to say. But somehow the adults have to communicate to the ketanim, to the younger people of our, of our nation, of our people, of our communities, that somehow not only will we get through this, but we will thrive. And we will be able to see, even in this devastation, I am sure, within a short period of time, we are going to hear miraculous stories. There's no question in my mind that in the devastation of that tragedy last night, the unspeakable tragedy of these incredible, amazing people who were taken by, by a Kodesh Baruch Hu, we will hear stories of Nisim Guyim. We will hear heroic stories. We will hear stories of Ashkoch Pratis. We will hear stories that the, that the 45 is immense of a number that could be, could have been 450. It could have, it, it just, I don't, I don't know. I, but I know this, it'll, it's gonna come out. Cause this is what happens in, in the most horrific moments during the, the just unspeakable years of the horrors of the Holocaust. How many Nisim took place on a daily basis? But I said, we can see the Nisim. In the horrors, we can see the Nisim. And in the devastation, we can appreciate the Yad Hashem and the Chazi Hashem. And that's really how, how sad it is that we are, we've been put into a Lagba Omer where we literally have to almost relive that moment. Where somehow it's Lagba Omer, or we didn't say Tachtan today, and we take haircuts today, and we're going to prepare for Shabbos today, within the darkness that we are in. That's what a Jew can, can feel. We can feel HaKadosh Baruch Hu's presence. We can feel HaKadosh Baruch Hu has dealt us a, a very, very severe blow. We can see the Yad Hashem. We can be Masakin Ebracha right after Haruge Beitar. We can, we can say, not say Tachna Lag Bomer because the 24,000 stopped. There was a respite. There was a moment in time where we're able to, ah, a little sunshine, a little, little ray of hope. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is right there with us. There was HaKadosh Baruch Hu right there with us and we will see and we will hear about the amazing stories. There's no question in my mind. And that gives us the chizuk to know that as difficult as this is, we will get beyond it. We have to support the families to help them get beyond it. We have to resolve just through tshuva, through my simtovim. We're preparing for shuas. It is an amazing time. Naturally, it's amazing, certainly with something as this, to, to wake us up, to find a way to learn a little bit more, to daven a little bit better, to find a way to be, to be more respectful, to keep it out of What an incredible mitzvah, keep it out of every single day. We have that opportunity to go home. And instead of mouthing off, instead of saying what we say and just thinking that just... These people are just another member of the household here. Stop to think, these are my parents. What have they, the serious nefesh, what they've done to get me to this place? The challenges that they overcame, just, the Torah places such importance on Kibbutz Avaim. There are so many things that we just can make small adjustments in our lives, Rabbi said, that are not small at all. They're incredibly impactful. Let's take the lessons from today, the, just the emotions of today. Let's channel them properly. Let's look to appreciate the Yad Hashem because there is so much to appreciate in the Yad Hashem. 
let's in the memory of these 45, and also obviously to pray for the many, many that are wounded. There shouldn't be any more deaths. People should have four shlemers, Bez Hashem. But we, if we can resolve in their memories and in this chusim to do something more in our own lives, especially as we prepare for Shavuos to, to really get to that level of, of Zman Matan Tarasenu properly. In Bez Hashem, it'll be a time that we can look back at this as literally being the last message, the last dark moment, the last time that a Jew was taken, Bez Hashem, hopefully very soon be able to celebrate Bias HaMashach Meher Yameinu.